G'day and welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast, the official podcast of the Werribee Football Club. My name's Kevin Hillier and in this edition we're taking you back 30 years to 1991. More details of that in just a tick. But thanks to our terrific podcast sponsors, uh, Karaya Waste have been with us all the way through. Well, that's karayowm.com.au. Uh, they're specialists in uh, waste management. Uh, talk to Matt and his team there, and they'll certainly look after you. To Dominic and the team at ABC Homes, that's abchomes.com.au. If you're in the market for a new home, want to check out their display villages uh, and their display homes, most certainly do that. Uh, ABC Homes. Linda at My Clinic, the team there, myclinicgroup.com.au, uh, will help you with all your medical requirements. And uh, Shane at Oz Equipment, that's ozequipment.com. Uh, you can give them a call on 1800 234 235. Uh, thanks to our podcast sponsors. And of course, as always, thanks to our major sponsor, the CB Motor Group. We're going back to 1991, 30 years ago since we appeared in our first Division One grand final. Uh, and it was under the uh, the two men that you're about to meet, the coach and the captain of the 1991 team had uh, built a pretty formidable bunch of blokes that they uh, got together and had a, a really good crack at it. But unfortunately, as we know, history shows, didn't quite get the uh, the job done in the end. So uh, the two men I'm talking about, the coach at the time, Leon Harris, and the captain, Damien Drum. So let's meet Drummy and uh, the man who uh, is affectionately known around uh, football circles as Mork. So it's Mork and Drummy joining me now to talk about uh, that uh, very first grand final back in 1991. And I will uh, point you to a, a an article that's on our website uh, by Ian Wilson, who was part of that 1991 grand final team uh, and has been a part of the footy club for a number of years now. Terrific bloke. He's a great little writer, great little blogger. He's done a uh, terrific recollections and reflections of the 1991 side that you can read on the website. But now let's talk to Damien Drum and Leon Harris. The first and most obvious question to you both, and Dan Drummer, you can go first. Does it feel like 30 years ago that all that happened? Oh, not really. I mean, the... Um well, it doesn't, it doesn't. But does it feel like it was 30 years ago? Well, my body's starting to break down. So in that respect, it probably does. But at the time, it was just a, it was very exciting for the club because the club had never had that sort of going for that ultimate success. Uh, Division One, you know, striving for Division One champions. Yeah. It's just nothing but fantastic memories and uh, great relationships that were built over those few years. Leon, for you? Oh, certainly, yeah, Drummy said his body's falling down now. I thought his body was falling down 30 <laughs> years ago, actually. So, um, and my body was absolutely knackered. So uh, I think we both come off AFL, VFL careers, and, um, yeah, we basically were on the uh, twilight of our careers, and uh, we're tr- just trying to get uh, a good result for the town. And it was a town in those days, I suppose you could say. But as Drummy said, it was it was a fantastic experience. Uh, I was there the year prior, so um, we sort of started to build. Uh, Mick Turner, the coach, the ex Geelong player, coached the year beforehand. That was the first year in Division One, and then we basically myself and probably Bernie Sheedy, Bernie Sheedy, who come with me. Um, basically, yeah, we started the ball rolling in '90, 
some really good memories of 90. Our first win against Preston was uh, something I always remember. I remember a fantastic sportsman's night that we had at the race course with Merv Hughes and Russell Gilbert, a couple of Werribee legends yep. were there. So the build was really from the year before and then we added some quality people and quality players to the 91 and uh, as Drummy said, some of the memories are fantastic. Didn't get the ultimate prize, but um, the good part about it, I think uh, a lot of us are still good friends today, yep. which is great. Drummy, did Leon invite you to come to the club or who uh, who got you to the club? Yeah, well, it was predominantly Leon. Uh, I was pretty keen on coaching in my own right. So I'd yep. been over to uh, North Hobart and I was very close to going over there. But I did have the shed business uh, in Old Geelong Road at the time. That's and I right. simply, the, the concept of having to sell the, to get out of the business was going to be sort of prohibitive. So I was in there and sort of at righto. And so the opportunity to be an assistant coach, and I must thank Bernie Shea, because Bernie Shea was, in a sense, Leon's assistant prior to, in 91. Yep. And Bernie... To full credit to him, uh, I think he looked at it and said, Jesus, if I bring in an assistant coach, it's going to push him further into the background. But he sort of did, he took one for the team in a sense. And uh, I'd never met Bernie prior to that year. But anybody that was at that, anybody that was at that club at that time speaks so highly of this eccentric sort of guy who always prepared to put up an alternative view and you sometimes think, what's this, what's this dickhead on about? <laughs> but the more you, the more you thought about it, you said, hey, hang on, hang on. he's actually right. Um, he, he had this ability to sort of break with convention uh, and not just go along with the crowd. And, and those, those people in footy that can do that and not lose credibility, because more often than right, more often than not, they're right. Yeah. Um, so I just came away. I used to argue with Bernard a lot, Bernie Shea a lot. But at the end of the day, what a ripping mate he's become and what, a, what an authority. When you go to a pub and catch up, he's the one you want to sit to and talk about. You want to, you want to talk about footy and you want, to, you want to challenge some of the conventions around the place. You want to do it with Bernie Shea. Yeah. Leon, is that why he was your right-hand man? Because he, was, he brought that totally uh, out-of-the-box thinking uh, to, to, to balance you up? Uh, Bernie... For my uh, Bernie coached Fitzroy under nineteen. Yep. Uh, might have been the year or two before I finished up at Fitzroy. But now Bernie, as Drummy said, he's just a uh, has different views on footy. Has good views on footy. Uh, is very opinionated, but very knowledgeable, and was an outstanding backup for me. Certainly going into an environment at Werribee where the president was uh, Michael Turner and basically he was a bit of a buffer, I suppose, between me and the press. <laughs> he took all the uh, the hits, and, uh, but uh, Bernie's knowledge was outstanding. And, and the good part about Bernie had success uh, coaching D. Larsell and then went to Essendon with Kevin Sheedy. So his background was enormous and had success coaching post Werribee, which was fantastic at Springvale and Ajax, and uh, but uh, just a uh, knowledgeable person that uh, had plenty of spare time. Yeah. So the beauty of it, and as I said, uh, his discussions and uh, opinions and uh, 
altercations with Michael Turner was probably uh, pretty famous yeah. in those days. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was it was a, a conceived plan, a well conceived plan to your recruiting drive. I mean, you bought you bought Drummy in, you bought um, Darren Morgan in. I mean, uh, you had Stephen Sells, you had uh, you know Rod McPherson. Uh, you, you went about uh, the recruiting and, and transitioning the club from a Division Two club to a Division One club and a powerhouse Division One club. That was really a, a big mindset for you, wasn't it? Well, it's probably the change. A lot of those guys come in this year, what you're talking about, 91. Yep. In 90, it was more the local whatever, and we actually got to the finals. So we played finals in the first year, but uh, I think we actually won a bit of credibility uh, around the place and we were able to bring people in like Drummy. Neil Danaher was Bernie. She's one of his best mates at... Uh, Essendon, so Neil to come in was an outstanding, and one of the, the biggest ones, which I feel pretty honoured and sort of worked my way around getting him in, was Anthony Eames. Yep. Eames, he was uh, played at Brunswick uh, the year before, they folded, so uh, took me about a thousand phone calls to get him, but uh, to actually get him over the line, but uh, yeah, we had some very good players that actually come into the, the group and uh, made us a final a contender, and yeah, we didn't quite get the ultimate, but probably the, the backbone of the team might have been the guys that were there previously, like Salzy, Nick Walsh, Greg Chapman, Mixer, Michael McMahon, so all those guys were just Richie Rayburn, Phil O'Keefe, Frank Party. so there's some fantastic people, and the heart and soul of the team was probably David Allgo that carried the Ruck division. Yeah. The build-up around the, the sort of the, the last few weeks heading into that uh, into that grand final, Drummy, take us take us back there. What was it like around Werribee in in those days? You know, with a with a successful footy team, uh, you know, heading towards a grand final. What was the feeling like in the town? Ah, uh, well, it was back in the day when uh, you know everybody, the whole town was shut down for the Werribee Cup. So you'd go to the Werribee Cup, and uh, we'd go as a football group, and we'd all sort of catch up with each other through the day. But, I mean, that was a different era when Werribee, as Leon said, Werribee was sort of a, a big country town. And there was a genuine local local content to it. And the, and the crowd, you know, was such a local uh, parochialism. And, you know, the game against Williamstown, the games against Port, they were seriously uh, tribe against tribe. Mm. So I think um, we were able to build on that. And, uh, you know, we had some fantastic, like every footy club does, you have fantastic volunteers, uh, community people that just uh, are there for the for the betterment of the, the footy club. We had a fantastic link to our past players, so we got to know a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, Kevin Elise was, uh, you know, always floating around uh, offering you a beer. Still uh, is. Uh, oh, just fantastic <laughs> people, you know. And, uh, you know, Bruce Montgomery then became the president and, uh and Monty was always there to help, a, a long-term Werribee resident. Uh, and it's just on and on it goes, you know, and you, you still bump into these guys around the traps. So, but, the, but it's become such a, a, a large, you know, urban centre now, you know, it's a little bit different. Yep. Uh, and as I say, it's a long time since I've lived there and um, so it's hard to compare. But in the lead-up to the grand final, you know, we'd had a, we'd had a fantastic year and we had... You know, we'd gotten over the top of a, some teams with some just with some very inaccurate kicking, and we probably deserved to go in as, as favourites. We had had a really really strong year, um, and we were in we were in reasonable shape. Um, on the day, you know, amazing things happened. Yeah, 
Hey, Leon, the the, the challenge of uh, the facilities at the time, I mean, now they're, they're state-of-the-art and they're probably the best in the in the VFL competition at the moment. But back in those days, and Ian Wilson wrote a beautiful article that we put up on the website where he described what the change rooms and the facilities were like back in those days. It was a challenge. It was a challenge, but I come from Fitzroy, uh, Kevin, so uh, <laughs> the enough. facilities uh, that I was experiencing, we were uh, travelling around from one venue to the other. So uh, facilities, yes. Yeah in comparison to what they are today, and listen, I take my hat off to everyone that's been able to uh, transform the place. It's uh, absolutely state-of-art place down there now, and certainly uh, Mark Penaluna has been there for a long period of time, has done a fantastic uh, job and everything, and they've had fantastic people, as Drummy said, like uh, with uh, Choco Williams there last year, and then you've got Michael Barlow and a great... They've basically become a respected uh, team, and... I hope that uh, our era sort of started that off. And yeah. That was uh, the beauty of it. As Drummy said, the people in our era was fantastic. And he spoke about a couple of the individuals, but uh, Martin Carter, the Prez, I think still now, the ex-Prez, Dave, Kirk and Ivo and um, Monty and you know, there's uh, truckloads. And yeah. our day also, the Turtle, the Turtle was the main man, yeah. Joey Manor. Was an absolute, our property steward mate was the best bloke going around. He was an absolute beauty, mate. He'd just hide in his property steward, have his half a dozen stubbies. He'd just <laughs> take a half a dozen in for him, so he'd be there for the night, so he'd hide himself away. And yeah, no, they were just lovely people, mate. And as the two really stalwarts when I first got there were um, uh, Richard Lechook and Charlie Pine, both sort of uh, helping us out in coaching and running capacities and everything along those lines. But yeah, no, as I said, it's just been fantastic memories. And that era, as you said, leading into the finals, we basically, yeah, we went in probably favourites. We won the second semi. We are in a position to win it on Grand Final Day, but we probably had an ageing team. And uh, the, the ground was very heavy uh, on the day. And basically, we got overrun at the end, which was, yeah, disappointing. But... It moves on, mate. We move on. Let's uh, let's though before we do though, let's go back to Sunday, September twenty second, Drummy. What's your memories of the actual day? Uh, well, again, I think Leon's more or less uh, Leon's more or less got it. We were. I just felt like we were always going to win. Uh, I just couldn't quite work out how we're going to. We just in the end, the other mob probably uh, they up up the pressure on us, and uh, but I just kept thinking that we're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to win, um, and. Um, I just couldn't, uh, you know, in the end, uh, we sort of just ran out of time. But uh, I remember all through the game, I was thinking that, uh, yeah, we were struggling with, uh, I think every, certainly I was struggling with body, uh, just ability to run out games. I've had, I think I'd had some hamstrings or some carbs um, that were um, sort of restricting me a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I felt felt a little bit, uh, I felt a bit guilty that I couldn't quite give Leon uh, what he needed. But I was sort of, we were hanging in there and hanging in there, but I just kept thinking that we're going to get this done. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, we just we just sort of ran out of time and we just couldn't get it done. Uh, and as Leon said, the other bo- the other mob probably ran over top of us with their legs um, uh, and their pressure and, and good on them, uh, you know. But it did sort of, it was a little bit empty in the following year because they, they folded, the whole club just folded. And yeah. this, you know, the, the mob that beat us was sort of, um, you know, that anyway. It's, it's, you don't want to. Um, you can't be. Um, you can't be negative about 
uh, a team that, you know, did whatever it took for them to be successful, uh, even if it meant uh, they then folded. That's their, that's their bad luck in, in, in an essence. And um, those players that played against us and won uh, have every right to be incredibly proud of what they did that day. Yeah. What are your memories of the day, Leon? Uh, you know, sort of. Do, do you remember waking up on that morning and thinking, "Oh, here we go, we've got a grand final, off we go"? No. Fair enough. Thirty years ago, mate. I can't, uh, <laughs> can't remember that. No, it's sort of uh, the week before. Actually, was because we won the second semi final. A few of the younger guys run the dance. We actually played a practice match against uh, Geelong. Uh, so they were in the final, so they had players that were underdone. So we actually played a bit of a scratch match against them. And uh, Rick Knight, one of our uh, guys that didn't actually play in the grand final, but he played in that practice match. I think he said he was playing on Gary Ablett. So uh, so it was a few of those memories. Uh, <laughs> the guys that didn't want to play, didn't play, like uh, Neil and Drummy, didn't play that game because they were weary of their bodies and yeah. everything along those lines. So, so I remember that. Uh, we were beaten convincingly in that game. But uh, going in the grand final, yeah, no. It was a wet, very wet Saturday, Sunday weekend. The ground was wet. Uh, it was soft. And uh, I, I think we got to about four goal leads in the game and that. But uh, as I said, then there was a stop in play because there was an altercation. And uh, basically, yeah, they had the legs. And as Drummy said, uh, Dan Dinong had a good younger group. I reckon... Five, six, seven of them actually went on to AFL with after that. So credit to them. Yeah. And uh, and I actually coached against a mate that I uh, had actually worked with and I'm still good mates with, Tony Elshaw. So, um, yeah, so I remember the day. I remember post-game actually fighting through the crowd to actually get and congratulate him and everything. But, yeah, it was disappointing. It was, uh, yeah, the town and certainly – for Michael Turner, the president, it was a uh, yeah, it was something that he had been sort of building up for a long period of time, and he was probably in some ways uh, a lot of the people in the town were maybe a little bit anti him or whatever. I think he was just hoping that he could actually stick it up a few people, but yeah, um, yeah but that was it, and uh, we got through, and yeah, the credit, as I said. Um, I like to think that it sort of started to build. The next year, uh, a lot of the guys were struggling with injury. Neil left. Uh, Chappie was struggling. I'd retired. Drummy was struggling more with his body. So it became a next group. We were starting to generate, to come through. We played off in the final. We got beaten in that. But the build, yeah. And then Donald come in and the beauty of it is, um, yeah, they won the following year at, Probably, um, probably not too impressed with that win. <laughs> well, you'd remember it well, Damien. Uh, well, yes. So that was a uh, that was pretty tough. That was pretty tough because at the end of the day, um, you know, Leon was uh, this amazing coach, but he was an on-playing coach, and I'd got to the end of my playing career as well, where I was, you know, I was playing uh, barely playing, uh, and I ended up playing the last couple of games in the second. At Werribee, I just couldn't. I just couldn't uh, keep going. Yeah. Um, so the, the decision to retire from playing uh, was, and the footy club to its to its uh, had every right to want 
to move to a plane, you know, to, to get a bit more plane value out of its coach. Yep. So they had a direction, and that meant that Leon had to go. It meant that I, more or less, if I wanted to coach in my own right, I wasn't going to be at Werribee. Uh, so in the end, I was I was relatively lucky to get that job at Port Melbourne, uh, a fantastic uh, club. And uh, we had a great year at Port Melbourne, but uh, in the end of the day, full credit to again to these boys that had uh, many of my great mates had uh, success against us on that last that day, yeah. on that last Sunday. So yes, it was. Um, uh, and I, Leon's one hundred percent right. The the build was always there. The build was on, and uh, so many of those boys and uh, that came through, and um, Donald did the job he had to do in a fantastic manner. Uh, the players loved playing for Donald, just like they loved playing for Leon. Yep. And um, it was a great thing for the Werribee, a great thing for Werribee to get the chocolates um, uh, in '93. Yep. Yep. What's your fondest memory of your time at Werribee, Leon? Oh no, just the people, yep. the uh, opportunity to actually coach. I enjoyed the coaching side of it. I just remembered at the end when Drummy said the decisions were made that. Yeah, I, I didn't walk away. They basically sacked myself, yep. I suppose, in that sense. But the three of us, I went back to Fitzroy in an assistant capacity. Drummy got the job at Port Melbourne, and Bernie Shee went to Springbar. So the three of us, basically, I remember at my place coming home, and we sort of celebrated that night. And the opportunities that we each got at Werribee sort of projected us into other areas. As I said, Drummy took on coaching. That was the start of his career getting into an AFL coach uh, assistant uh, initially at Sydney and then getting the job at Fremantle and Bernie building on his coaching. So, yeah, the lessons I've learned that uh, coaching is pre-cutthroat. There is no doubting that. I sort of went in a part-time capacity after that. I never threw myself into a full-time position, mainly because, okay, I've probably had more children than most, so I thought it was pretty volatile, so I sort of got into a work environment, but I've been fortunate to work in full-time footy, and I'm at present working Brisbane Lions yep. recruiting the last four years, so um, I've been able to survive in the organisation coaching. I went from a playing to a coaching to a managing to a recruiting, so it's given me a great opportunity, and Werribee sort of assisted me in that role. Yeah. So... The memory, yeah, uh, yeah, eight kids is more than most. (laughs) I didn't know drumming. Did you ever find out what was causing it, Leon? (laughs) No, I didn't. But anyway, so they have the lights. Like another little story that drumming might be best to fill it in because he's a storyteller. Because being a politician, you got bullshit a bit. Um, (laughs) The pre-season, we did a camp down on the uh, Ballerine Peninsula, so. Drummy's uh, sort of introduction into it a bit. It was Neil Danner's uh, introduction into it a bit. We were sort of out the back in a little bar, Bernie, myself, Drummy, Neil, might have been one or two others. And the other guys were in the main uh, area where a bit of a disco was going on. A, a bit of a, a bit of an altercation happened. So, uh, Drummy, you want to take it up? You, you've got better memories of it, mate, or not? I think I think some of our boys are trying to do their best work after dark uh, with some of the local girls, and um, I think that upset a few of the local boys. And uh, so yes, uh, the dust up returns, the cops are called, and we and we are trying to get out, trying to get uh, thirty five blokes with a three quarters cut. We're trying to get them all into a single file and get them walking the hell out of there. 
Um, and of course, we had about a two kilometre walk back to our, uh, our accommodation. And it was just uh, the, the amount of guys that wanted to stop, uh, that wanted to, uh, we're walking on the side of a road late at night, trying to work out who started this thing. And of course, uh, everyone had a different excuse as to who started what. And did anyone hurt anybody? At the end of the day, we all get ourselves back safely. I don't think anybody got into trouble. And uh, it's, uh, but it was a very funny, uh, uh, a funny uh, recollection the next morning when we're all trying to piece what ha- actually happened together. Uh, we basically uh, we decided that we'd keep it quiet, and it went well for about three months. And then a phone call went to the uh, footy club. And who do you think answered the phone on that day? Because it was an after-hours call. But it was the president, Michael Turner. So, um, so what I thought we were going to keep quiet so it erupted and uh, didn't go down well with the president, I must admit. But anyway, we got out of it quite well. But that was one of our memories, and uh, it was more my concern with Neil down to thing and shit. What's, uh, what sort of image we got here? But uh, he liked it for the actual, the boys basically got together and looked as though we were going to be a very close-knit team. And and you were close knit team, and you're still a close knit bunch of a bunch of blokes. I mean, uh, always uh, the uh, yearly, uh, obviously because of Neil uh, of recent times. So you you've all got together, and and you you do you you did bond, and you you still bond. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, with COVID, it made it harder. But we had a few Zoom meetings, two or three Zoom meetings over the course of time. But yeah, over the course of the, oh, especially the last five, six, seven years, I suppose that we. Try to get together a couple of times uh, a year, and yeah, there's a core of about twelve or fourteen. So normally, when we have a lunch, might be a couple missing, but uh, no, it's a, as I said, good group of guys, good group of uh, people, all basically successful in their lives and everything. And yeah, we have a good time together, and uh, and that's probably disappointing for, as what Drummy was saying with the dandelion, like. Uh, actually fall apart. I'm sure the players and that might get together, but to not have a club, I know in my history and things on that, a lot of my clubs have sort of changed in some ways. Fitzroy have become a Brisbane Lions, uh, the old club, Mortlake, it's become Trang Mortlake, the older club before that was Cora, they've become the uh, power, so things change over the course of time, but the good part about people normally don't change, and that's been the beauty of it. Yeah. It also needs uh, a couple of individuals in amongst it all to keep it going. And that's why Ian Wilson and Malcolm McMaster, Jamie Taylor, those guys have sort of just kept the whole past players thing bubbling along. Yep. And if you've got a couple of really in- key and integral sort of guys doing that work, everyone, it's much easier for everyone else to jump on board. And, you know, guys like Frank Leatherputty, like, just, he's just out of this world, you know. And so I think we're lucky to have some living people at the core. And then it makes it easier for us, others, to uh, stay involved, stay on board, and sort of uh, be there in numbers. Uh, primarily because we've got a couple of living people right at the heart of it all. Hey, thank you both for your time. Oh. Really, really do appreciate it. No worries, Kevin, and all the all best. best. Well, thanks to Damien and to Leon for their time. A couple of good blokes and uh, their history at the footy club is well entrenched. 20 games for Drummy, 44 goals. Leon uh, played 40 games, kicked 26 goals. But, of course, they took us from uh, a what was a struggling Division 2 side uh, into Division 1 and then uh, turned us into a powerhouse and, of course, very much a part of that 1993 premiership. They laid the foundation that was there and terrific to uh, go back and, uh, and relive those times 30 years ago, the 1991. 
2021 Grand Final. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the Big W Podcast. My thanks once again to our terrific sponsors, Cario Waste. Uh, that's cariowm.com.au. Talk to Matt and his team. ABC Homes, uh, abchomes.com.au. Dominic will look after you there. Myclinicgroup.com.au. Linda's uh, been a terrific supporter of our football club uh, with the recent sponsorship and uh, Shane and the team at Oz Equipment. That's ozequipment.com. Thanks for their support. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We'll be back again soon with another edition of the Big W Podcast, the official podcast of the Werribee Football Club. With the Tigers bold